Ducks fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we had a little bit of a break there. Eddie and I had uh, a little bit of schoolwork and uh, holidays, but we're back and we're going to get you uh, caught up on the action for the last two uh, weeks here with the Ducks and uh, we'll preview the upcoming week and uh, talk about some fan questions, bringing up uh, some big issues that, uh, you know, uh, we'll address that uh, uh, are a concern to a lot of you uh, in regards to the Ducks, especially with the play. Uh, you know, it's been kind of up and down, Eddie, as uh, we go back and, and look at the uh, the Ducks' last road trip. Um, they ended up uh, first playing Carolina, and they ended up doing pretty well in this game. They ended up uh, beating Carolina 4-1. to one. Uh, we saw Horkoff get uh, the first goal there, and then uh, Botnan get another goal, and uh, Haglin, and then eventually uh, Getzloff getting his first goal. But uh, the Ducks started this road trip off pretty well, Eddie. Yeah, we we're going we're going way back a couple of weeks now to to see, you know where everybody thought hey maybe maybe they're going to turn this around got a couple of easy games coming up I know even on on the last podcast we said uh, you know they should win you know three of these next four games coming up uh, you know if they play well and uh, a good start obviously against a, a poor Carolina team and we saw that Horkoff Haglin Cogliano line like you said come together and you know we're hoping for good things to come I mean not not to say that this line has looked bad uh, lately but. I mean, the, you can't expect the third line to carry all the weight, but um, a, a really good breakout game from Hagelin in, in this game, and obviously, you know, a good one from from Horkov too. And yeah, you know, he put up three points and only played 14 minutes, so that that line was overly effective in, in this game. It was a real reason for them to win. And then Ryan Getzlaff seems to he gets his first goal on an empty net, which seems to be the trend of the season for guys trying to get their first goal on the Ducks. So, um, you know, a, a good game overall, but it, it was against a poor team in, in the Hurricanes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Hudobin got to uh, get the start in this game and go against his former team. So, you know, there's a little bit of extra motivation there. And, you know, he played very well. He only uh, <clears throat> gave up one goal in the uh, entire game and, uh, you know, ended up making 20 saves. Or actually, excuse me, he made uh, 24 saves on uh, 25 shot attempts. Uh, you know, the only uh, real concern maybe in this game was the Ducks didn't get any power play opportunities. Uh, it wasn't for a lack of effort because uh, one thing I did notice in this game, and we saw this carry through on the road trip, Eddie, was the uh, the forecheck was back for the Ducks in this contest. Yeah, and, you know, we see that a lot lately. Even some of the, the losses that they had, the forecheck was back, and, it, it, you know, it was effective to some extent in, in, in a lot of the games uh, leading up to, to the next few weeks. And, you know, it, it was great to see, but they're, they're still not working it. Um, you know, and obviously in that game it worked out, but they're still not working it as effectively as, as they were last season where they would just tire teams out, um, and, and it would usually lead to a goal. I mean, they still only have 47 goals on the season, so there, there's, you know, something they still have to work out there. Yeah, we saw it, uh, you know, in the next game, uh, it was the back-to-back. Anderson came in, he ended up actually getting pulled out of this game, and the, and the Ducks ended up losing to Nashville 3-2. Uh, to two. Um, But it was really good in this game in the third period. I mean, I really thought the Ducks were going to come back. Uh, you know, they got a goal by Santarelli uh, after they were down 3-1 to one, uh, to bring it to 3-2. to two. And, and it looked like the Ducks were going to tie and at least get a point out of this game, Eddie. And they played a lot better. Uh, you know, on the forecheck on the third, but uh, you know, overall, that it was this time the first period that did him in. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, nobody was going to stop that Shea Weber bomb on, on the power play, and you know you can't really fault fault Anderson for that one. And you know Raquel got them back in it right after that, but you know Neil's goal was was a pretty uh, you know pretty weak one, and and we saw Freddie get pulled. But uh, you know it, it, it's it's tough. Uh, it was a game where you run into a hot goalie, and I know we've seen that a lot this season with the Ducks. But uh, you know you can't blame every game where where they fail to score, and you know. On 40 shots, and only get two goals. Uh, you know, it is an elite goalie, but you're 0 for 5 on the power play and still struggling this season. And and you know, there's a real opportunity there against, um, you know, a, a team that that doesn't do. You know, that's not terrible, but not isn't near the top in, in penalty kill. And when you get that many chances, that many shots, and you usually expect to score more goals. Yeah, I mean, like you said, 40 shots, definitely. And, I mean, you had the five power plays. You couldn't get it done. Outshot them by a margin of 2-1 to one in this game. Uh, you know, it's just one of those games that uh, I, I really thought the Ducks would come out with a point, And, unfortunately, it just didn't end up, end up working out that way. Um, you know, but they, they ended up, you know, continuing the strong play, though. I mean, they went into Florida, and they, they took out the Panthers. You know, if you remember when they played Florida the first time, Corey Perry had that uh, goal, you know, with about seven seconds left, his, his first goal of the season to get him going. The Ducks ended up beating Florida in overtime in that game. So they ended up beating Florida here in this one, and the Ducks, you know, end, end up the uh, season sweep, uh, you know, obviously only playing two games, but still they, they took out Florida 3-1, to one, Eddie. Yeah, and, and, you know, Luongo had a really good game. The Ducks put up a, another 40-shot performance, had 41 in this game, and you know, they were able to beat Luongo in, in every fashion except for even strength. They they got a power play goal, a short-handed goal from Cagliano, and, and Silverberg gets his first in the season on an empty netter, which, again, like I said, is starting to become a trend with with some of the players needing to get their first goal. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was it was all in all it was a good effort. You know, they, they ended up getting the power play goal. Uh, the the penalty, key, penalty kill stayed strong in this game, and, you know, Florida's power play uh, on the season is, you know, around average, but their power play at home uh, was 29.2% in this game, so being able or uh, this season, so being able to to limit them uh, to to no power play goals in this game was key, and you know just being able to play strong defensively. Luongo put up a really good game, so being able to to limit them to that one goal by Barkov, which was you know pretty weak in, in general, was a good all around performance from the Ducks. It gets a pretty good team. Yeah, and Anderson came back in this game too and redeemed himself and pulled out the win, so that was good to see as well. And and you know things looked pretty good on this road trip. I mean, the Ducks had gotten four points in three games. It looked like uh, you know they could have maybe had five or six, you know, uh, including that Nashville game. And uh, they finished up the road trip in Tampa Bay, and they just run into a brick wall basically in this game. I mean, they had some opportunities early. They had you know Maroon hit the post early in the in the first period. You had uh, Kessler that <laughs> hit the post in the second period, and and uh, you know Stamkos just basically takes over the game. He comes down and scores, and instead of the Ducks being tied, uh, you know one one in the second, they're they're down two nothing, and that was pretty much it after that, Eddie. Like we talked about, you know, when the Ducks get down by a couple goals, uh, they're just not like they were last year. They they end up losing. Yeah, and and it, there's no goal scoring, so you get down by by two goals. You know, you're not gonna. There's not enough guys on this team firing to 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 score and bring you back in this game. And you go down two, you got to score three to win. And there's not many you know times where you you expect this team to score three goals in a row and and, and get back into a game. And you know the the second periods again. You know, Tampa Bay comes out scores three goals in the second period, and 
I mean, how do you go into the third period at all with any energy after that? You know, Bishop was having a, a great game. The the power play was clicking for 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 Tampa Bay as well, and you only get one opportunity for yourself. Uh, you know, you start to feel like things are going against you, and everything falls apart. And and this game was just the sum of that. Yeah, and I mean, it's just one of those momentum swings too. You know, um, when Stamkos got that goal in the second, and then he gets another one right after that. And next thing you know, it's three nothing. I mean, it just seemed like the Ducks were, were pretty much done at that point, which is unfortunate because that's not the team that we've seen. So, yeah, you know, it's something that the Ducks are gonna have to work on. Um, when they came back home, you know, and they they played that game against Calgary, they got down early by uh, two goals and they were able to turn it around in this game, which was good to see. They finally seemed like the old Ducks, you know, uh, <clears throat> giving up those two goals early. And uh, it was unfortunate, but uh, uh, the Ducks were able to rally, you know, Hudobin got pulled in this game. And uh, Anderson, who had been dealing with the flu, uh, wasn't able to go. So Gibson came in and played, uh, you know, being called up. And uh, this was a pretty good game. I mean, uh, you know, Calgary still fought back as well. Uh, you know, they actually had the uh, the lead uh, at the end of the second period. But, you know, the Ducks had a strong third period scoring uh, three unanswered goals that he had to pull out the 5-3 to three win. Yeah, and, and you know, this was... It was an impressive game, and I think of the fact that you know Getzloff ended up getting five assists and, and seeing Raquel and on that top line and, and get two goals. But it, it, to be fair, it is against a very poor team in Calgary in, in the Calgary Flames. I mean, they've they've allowed the most goals uh, against this season, and you know, the Ducks are able to put five past them, and they'll have the worst penalty kill in, in the league. So the Ducks score two for two on the power play. It it makes it look like things you know we're we're heading for the up, but. Um, I mean, it, the, the Calgary is just so bad this season, and, and you know Kessler does put a, put in the empty net as well. Um, I, but you know it, it was a good game in, in the fact that the, the top line produced so well, and you know the power play did score some goals, even though Calgary's penalty kill is so bad. So you, know, you got to look at it from a bright spot, and the fact that Kessler had, I mean, Kessler had five assists was just pretty awesome too. So. Yeah, and Corey Perry was pretty much the one scoring on the power play there. I mean, he was just killing him. I mean, he almost had a hat trick too. Um, so he was a big part of that too. So like you said, that, that top line, which we'll talk about a little bit later too, with some of the fan questions has been huge with Raquel up there. Uh, you know, they haven't been on every night, but you know, they've been playing pretty well together and, uh, it looks like in the foreseeable future, they're going to be together. And so the ducks did well in this game. And then, uh, they did the back to back situation. Um, they still went with Gibson again, uh, in this back to back game when they went to Arizona, uh, which they had later said uh, was Boudreaux's plan to, to you know all along, and uh, Arizona, who had been given the Ducks problems uh, in the first two meetings, ended up giving the Ducks problems in this one too. Eddie, they ended up getting ahead two nothing, uh, you know, halfway through the second or so, and uh, held that lead. The Ducks were able to get one on the power play early in the third, and then another one on the power play, which you know, as we talked about, the power play has picked it up. But they just—it just wasn't enough. Declare got another goal, and he's been a duck killer. And uh, the Ducks ended up losing this one four to two. Yeah, and you know, getting those those power play goals in the last few games has propelled the power play up to 16th in the league, which is you know definitely a, a bright spot from how bad it was in the beginning of the season. And, and you know, the penalty kill uh, did you know allow a goal um, on the power play to Antoine Vermette in this game, but it, you know, it's still the the only real real advantage that we have in, in any games going into it but 
Uh, yeah, the, the 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 Coyotes this year, especially Domi and Duclair, have have just been like the Sharks were to us last year. It, it, there's just no way to beat them. It, it, the way the Ducks are playing, just every game you go into, and you're like, oh no, now we got to play Arizona again for the third time this season. And you know these guys just seem to to be duck killers, like you said. And um, again, in this game, they combine for three points and, and you know really bury the Ducks. Yeah, and it's frustrating because we talk about you know the Ducks being behind and playing uh, division teams and, you know, the four-point swing. So the Ducks gained ground when they beat Calgary, but then they lost that ground after they played Arizona. So, I mean, it's just it's difficult. But, you know, those are the types of games that the Ducks really need to win uh, outright. They need to win them in regulation and get the two points and and claw themselves back into it because, you know, they've been – kind of close but not quite there to the uh, third spot you know they've been in fourth and fifth going back and forth and uh you know they currently sit five points out depending on you know the outcomes of whatever the games are as we record this but uh that's where they've been they've got it down close to a couple points and they just couldn't pull it out and uh they uh, had their annual uh black friday game against chicago which for 58 minutes, it uh, looked like a great game for the Ducks. Um, they ended up getting two goals, a, a breakaway, uh, Cogliano, um, Stewart, who, who's obviously been playing well, chipped in two, and the Ducks were up 2 nothing. And it all looked fine, Eddie, until uh, uh, Getzloff uh, committed a penalty, which uh, gave Chicago a power play with 2.07 left. They ended up scoring on that power play. Then Key scored again. Then they go to overtime and they lose. And, I mean, the frustration was pretty real for this game. Yeah, and, I mean, like you said, up until, you know, 58 minutes into the game, they're having a strong game. Gibson was playing really well. I mean, not to say he ended up playing bad in a loss either, but, yeah, they, they just fell apart after that power play goal. Uh, I mean, the penalty kill on that uh, on that power play was a mess, and Hosa was able to put one in. and. You know, from there they just couldn't regroup, and and with the net pole, they're pretty much on a, a simulated power play. Duncan Keith scores, and you know you go into overtime, and and I mean I'm not the only one here. A lot of people go into overtime. You're like, yeah, you know they're not going to win this game now. Uh, you've seen this too many times, not just with the Ducks, but with other teams. You, know, you fall apart that late in the third period with a two goal lead and expecting to win. There's almost no way coming back from that. Yeah, that and you know you're right, and that's been a big problem with the Ducks has been the uh, the overtime session. The Ducks have a hard time winning. Uh, it seems like if they're able to outlast the team and get to the shootout, they're okay. But once they go into that three on three, they just it ends up either you know they make a mistake or, or something happens where they get caught on a line change or something and they end up losing. Um, you know, another big play, uh, obviously, the uh, the questionable call, which a lot of people talked about, was the uh, Getzloff penalty against Shaw. And uh, I just thought it was interesting on this one, Eddie, because, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting comments from people. I, I posted the uh, the video, and I was, um, you know, just kind of looking at what everybody was saying. It was very, very interesting. But in this situation... Um, you know, what Getzloff did, uh, you know, hitting the back of uh, Shaw's right knee there. Uh, obviously, he shouldn't have done it. There was nobody there. and He's just in front of the net. But at the same time, you know, Shaw falls down like a cannon, you know, just blew up his leg. And uh, I, I, was, I was a little surprised, uh, you know, that, well, maybe not. But, I mean, there they should have been a diving call in there. I mean, you know, I don't think that the, 
that Getzloff was obviously innocent on the play either. But if I'm the ref in that situation, Eddie, I, I think that they should have called both. You know, the, you know, I'm not a big fan of it, but in this situation, they should have called diving and tripping or let it go. I, you know, it's frustrating. I, I'm not blaming the refs on this game because the Ducks blew it in the end, and, and it's just the way it is. And obviously, Chicago had to score two goals, not one, to get back in it. But uh, it's just kind of frustrating, and I, I just think that the league's got to do a better job of calling uh, you know, embellishment plays. We've seen Shaw do this against the Ducks in the playoffs last year, and we've seen him do that regularly, and we've seen Crawford do that too. And uh, it's it's one thing that I don't like, Eddie, and uh, it, it's something that even Getzloff talked about. And he said, because they asked him, you know, why don't the Ducks do that? And he's like, well, that's just not the way we are, and that's just not what we're going to do. Yeah, but, you know, you see that a lot lately. So the refs are very reluctant to, to call that extra embellishment penalty. And, I mean, in a 2 nothing game with two minutes to go, uh, a lot of times you don't see the harm in it. And, obviously, uh, we wouldn't be talking about it if they had have ended up winning this game. I mean, some people might have. But, you know, the, the fact that they end up losing uh, in overtime, uh, you know, that that becomes a bigger issue. And, and, I mean, yeah, they definitely should have sent both of them off. But, um, like I said, it's, it's something you don't see – call that often and something we would we wouldn't have to talk about if they were able to close out the game yeah exactly like i said i mean it it makes me irritated i mean it's it, to me it's not the reason why they lost because obviously they had to you know get you know two goals and then obviously the third one to win but i just frustrated I, i'm a little bit annoyed with uh, shaw and his antics because earlier you saw him trying to call diving on kessler and then he's the one who does it so um, you know, a little frustration. And, and I know some other people, too, they brought up a point. They had said that uh, Gatsop was high-sticked before because you remember uh, he ended up having to go to the locker room real quick. He got taped up on his uh, eyebrow right above his left eye and, and then came back out because uh, Perry served the penalty for him at first. But, um, you know, I actually went back and watched the third period uh, as painstaking as it was. But, you know, there's times when I'm at the game I like to come home and watch some of it because, you know, there's certain things you miss when you're there in person. But uh, what ended up happening on that play before, just so people know, is that Getzloff was actually hit by one of our own guys. So it wasn't a penalty. So I know some people were frustrated about that, and they were saying that there should have been a penalty call before, but it was actually off the face-off. And if you go back and look, uh, one of our own players hit Getzloff. So it's just kind of the way that night went. So another you know Black Friday mess uh, for the Ducks, unfortunately, and uh, another overtime loss to Chicago. So you know they're going to have to regroup, and, and we'll talk about the uh, the homestand coming up. But um, you know before we get to that, we'll get to all your fan questions. You know, there's a lot of a lot of commotion, Eddie, with everything going on with the Ducks, you know, playing great one minute and not the other minute. But um, one of the big questions we have is obviously the goalie situation. We had uh, Paul asked about uh, John Gibson, and he he asks, you know, will he be sent down uh, to San Diego if Anderson's healthy? And he also asks a follow-up, you know, should he be sent down? Um, I think you and I will agree on this. The I believe he will be sent back down once Anderson is healthy. Obviously, you know, Freddie's been dealing with the flu. Um, they're not quite sure when he's going to be ready, but I think that's going to be what's going to happen. Uh, the second question, and we can kind of go around about this a little bit more, is whether or not he should be. Um, I don't think he should be uh, based upon the way he's played. He's played very well in all the games. Um, but, uh, you know, and I know you'll bring this up, Eddie, but part of the issue is, uh, you know, if we – don't um, send him back down and we keep Hudobin, Hudobin has to go on waivers. And, and I know you and I both think that uh, someone would probably pick him up if that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's played 
terrible. I, I think the games he's had are, are just completely, you know, completely contrasting. He's he's had some really really good games, um, and then he's had games where he's played really bad and either stayed in or got pulled. And I, I think that's that's the big issue here is you don't know what to expect from him when you when you put him on the ice. And um, I mean, I think he, there's definitely value to keeping him. And and you know, Gibson with his play does deserve to stay up, but. I mean, keeping him up and then risking later on having an an injury to one of those guys, and um, and then your next choice after that is Matt Hackett. And I mean, not that he's a terrible choice, but you would like to have these three guys to to go through the whole season with, and being able to easily send John Gibson down. I I think you know no matter how he plays, I, I said this when he came up too is. I mean, we're just going to see him for a bit, pretty much, until Freddie comes back. Because no matter how how he plays, he could, you know, get three shutouts in a row. There's there's almost a hundred percent chance that he was going to get sent back down just because of the contract situations. But I mean, I think there's no doubt that that this team, is, you know, this team is Freddie's team right now. He he's the number one goalie, and that's how he's going to finish the season. And you know, the, I I have no doubt in my mind that I think he's going to come back and, and finish his season strong. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, obviously Freddie dealing with the flu has, you know, been part of the issue and you got to arrest him and bring up Gibson. So, I mean, it was just a necessary move and, and yeah, he's going to probably end up going back down uh, for the time being, uh, you know, unless obviously the Ducks were to make a move, which we have another question about that, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, we had another question uh, from Adam. Adam asks about, uh, you know, even with the Ducks uh, struggling this year, which player has been your unsung hero so far this year? Uh, you know, and he adds, you know, being not expected. And I, I think there's a couple of them. I'll, I'll throw out one, and you can throw out one or two, Eddie, and we'll kind of go back and forth with some of these. Uh, one of them, uh, for me, would be uh, Cam Fowler. Uh, you know, the way the season started, everybody uh, went with Lindholm as being the Ducks' number one defenseman. And uh, to me, it's really been Fowler. Uh, you watch him on the ice out there. He's been skating, you know, awesome. Uh, busting it coast to coast a couple times, getting out of trouble when he needs to. He's been making great passes, uh, you know, getting some assists here and there. I mean, you know, he's not scoring a lot of goals, but overall, um, I, I think he's been the Ducks' best defensive player, Eddie, and I think it's been a surprise to some who, you know, thought maybe he would be maybe our second or third uh, top defenseman. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we've expected him for a while, and he's turned it on later. I mean, he still is minus 11, so he's out there with a pairing that does get scored on a lot. And uh, But offensively, you know, that's what we expect from him. His skating, obviously, is the, the key thing in, in his game, and he's been skating really well in the last uh, last few games. But, I mean, for me, I think if, if you... There's two guys who stand out uh, apart from Fowler as well, and I think Ricardo Kell recently, since being put on that first line, has been, you know, has been exceptional. Uh, obviously, he's playing with two superstars in Getzlaff and Perry, but uh, we've seen a lot of guys go on that line and, and fall flat on their face. So, you know, kudos to him for for playing well in these last few games. But I um, mean, Sammy Vatten's play um, has been great. I mean, the the our defenseman, two guys putting up some big points so far. You know, he already has five goals, which is you know, good for tied for second uh, on the team with Ricard Raquel, and he's put up 13 points so far, which is which is exceptional. And he's a plus one, so he's you know he's he's playing good defensively <laughs> as well. So, um, I you know he's quarterback in the power play, which is which is something we've expected of him. So it's a it's a great start to the season for him. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, Sammy has uh, led the defenseman. Uh, you know, as far as in points, uh, five goals and eight assists. You know, and he's made some great plays. Uh, even like that uh, goal he had on the Arizona, where he just blew by the guy and scored. You know, so like you said, uh, uh, he's been coming through. He's been pulling through on the power play too. And 
Also, as you mentioned, Raquel on the top line uh, is really, uh, you know, I think earned his right to be there. Uh, he's played very, very well, and I, I think uh, the Ducks are good at the top line. And it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, they're going to cause problems basically for other teams, uh, you know, him being up there with the Twins. And we'll talk a little bit about the lineups, too. Um, uh, some other questions that we have as well. I mean, actually, the next question kind of goes towards that we had uh, Eddie asked us about, uh, not you, but another Eddie asks us about <laughs> if you were to trade somebody, who would you consider? And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have really talked about trading anybody until maybe this last couple of weeks. And I think this kind of goes back to what you were saying about Raquel on the top line. For me, uh, since Raquel's been on the top line, um, you know, they've moved Haglin uh, off of there. They've moved Maroon off of there. We've now seen Haglin on the third line with Horkoff and Cognano. And we've seen Maroon go down to the, the fourth line. And to me, uh, if you're going to trade anybody, uh, you know, I would trade Maroon, Eddie. Uh, I, I don't think the return would be good. You maybe have to do a package deal with another player or a prospect or something like that. But, uh it's been unfortunate, but but Maroon of all the players, if, if I had to pick somebody, he's kind of one of the guys that I would look to maybe trade Eddie. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, the return's not going to be high. And, and I think right now what the Ducks really need, if Haglin's not going to be that guy to play in the second line, they, they need somebody to get that line going. And um, it's going to be tough to find that in, in the middle of the season you know, with teams still figuring out if they're, if they're playoff teams or, or if they're going to, you know, trade away some unrestricted free agents uh, in for, in the off season for, you know, so some picks or some prospects or whatever. And I, I think one guy that the Ducks should keep an eye on it is, is if Boston can uh, can't keep up their success. One guy that that would be a great option would be Louis Erickson. I mean, he's had a great season so far for for Boston. He's put up some great power play numbers too. And I mean, he's a real underrated guy. He's been an underrated guy for his whole career. And I think. You know him playing online with with Kessler and Silverberg. I mean, there, there's no reason they shouldn't do well. But everybody that seemed to go on that line since Bolesky left uh, hasn't done so well. But uh, I think he's a the guy they should look at. And you know anybody else with the the, the names that have been rumored around are, are getting you know fetched too high of a, of a price that I think a lot of people are gonna. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to move some of the guys that they'd want. Obviously, uh, Matt Duchesne would, would fetch some guys that we don't want to see go. Or Ryan Johansson would be a, another name like that. So I, I think he's a realistic option. Uh, but definitely closer to to the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. And and another name that's come up too, uh, you know, amongst the fans has been uh, surprisingly has been Kevin Bieksa. You know, he hasn't done as well. He really hasn't filled the shoes of uh, Francois Beauchemin, unfortunately. And uh, you know, m my opinion is I actually like uh, Holzer better than Bieksa right now. I mean. Uh, Bx has played 24 games. He's got three assists and a minus 10. And I don't read a lot into the minus numbers, you know, plus or minus because of the way the Ducks started the season. But uh, you look at Holzer, he's played 10 games, you know, uh, even plus minus uh, one assist. He's only got two penalty minutes, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, doesn't turn over the puck a lot. Um, much better, uh, you know, uh, positionally in my mind. Um, you know, if you're not going to bench Bieksa for a game or two, then, you know, they got to do something. Uh, it's been unfortunate because we get him, you think he's the guy, uh, you know, and, and most of us were happy, you know, when he came over. We thought he'd be the guy. You give him an extension, and he, he just hasn't really produced. So that's another, you know, person I would, you know, if you're out there thinking the Ducks going to make a move, I'd keep my eye on because I really think uh, when Dupree gets back, he should be playing a lot more. 
Um, and I think Holder should be in there too. Um, I, I just, I'm just not as big of a fan of BX. Unfortunately, I want him to do better, Eddie, but he just hasn't. Yeah, and, and you know that that's a disappointing thing. You look at Bochman doing so well in Chicago. I mean, in Colorado, this so far this season, and you know they're still a, a team that's struggling as well. And you know his play has been excellent so far. And BX, you know, he he's been a liability defensively at times. So, you know, he's been pretty slow. I mean, what you expect from an older guy? We weren't, you know, we weren't trading for him for, for some blazing speed, but we expect he'd be, you know, good positionally and and being able to use his size and and, and you know grit to to muscle out guys on defense. But there's a couple of times where he's just been blown by by some other guys, and you know, it, it's disappointing to see. And and you know, I'm hoping with the recall of, of Theodore, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit more next, that I mean, hopefully he'll get a shot and 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 have a chance to, uh, I guess, replace Piazca in the lineup. Yeah, and that's going to be the interesting situation. Uh, you know, we'll get to that news now. I mean, uh, some of the movement that has come lately, and, and as soon as uh, today actually was announced, is uh, Nate, uh, Nate Thompson was brought back up from uh, San Diego. Theodore was recalled. Uh, you know, again, uh, he hasn't played with the Ducks yet, but he was brought up again. And uh, also, uh, Yuri Seikach skated today on his own uh, before practice, so there's some good news there. Um, it looks like they were talking about Thompson maybe back later this week. So look for that to see when he comes back. You know, obviously, you know, it's not official the exact day, but he's very close. So there's a lot of questions here with the lineup, Eddie, that's going to happen. If you have Thompson that comes up and plays, uh, you know, Sekach comes back soon. Uh, you have Theodore now. Um, Dupre is still... I know a lot of people ask. He's still dealing with concussions. I don't know when his return time is. It's, it's been awfully long, which is unfortunate, but that's his situation. But if you bring up these guys and, or you know, get healthy and come back to the lineup like Sekatch and, and Thompson, uh, it's going to be interesting because it looks like the Ducks' second line to me has been the most problematic lately. You've got uh, Richie on there who hasn't scored a goal at all, which has kind of been surprising. I mean, it's not for lack of effort. It's not, he's not trying but he hasn't scored. Kessler's been, you know, playing great in the faceoffs and defensively, but you know he hasn't been scoring as well. And and then Silverberg too. So the second line's kind of got some issues. It seems like the first and the third line are fine, but you know maybe if these players come up, Eddie, some movement will happen, uh, especially in the second line. Yeah, and you know obviously the first line has been a lot better since Raquel got on there, and um, that third line with Horkoff, uh, Haglin, and Claglano has been you know excellent at times and and still pretty decent through the last few games. But um, you know Silverberg's been the real disappointment so far this season with only four points, and you know Kessler still has ten points. Um, uh, but uh, I mean a lot of it seems to be when he's caught out there, uh, you know either long on a shift or early on a shift with different line mates, and and that line just hasn't been able to get going as a whole. I mean Richie has zero points in seven games. Not to knock on his play, he's been great physically, but offensively. Um, not what we uh, expected you know, without a whole a, a point at least in in seven games and you know if anything gets done on the other line I think they wait uh, bring Sekatch back hopefully introduce him into the line and and it, you know it gets going they don't have to make a deal um, but uh, you know if if that doesn't work I, I think you got to look towards a deal and you know obviously I mentioned Louis Erickson but you know there'll be other guys available too like Joffrey Lupel um, JVR if they decide to go that route but you'll have to move a guy like Fowler most likely and I'm not, I'm not sure how many people will like that but uh, you know as as of uh, Nate Thompson coming back I, I you know I don't know because he's still on the IR 
Um, you know, that will impact mostly the fourth line. Probably see him come in for Maroon, who struggled this season, like you said. But, um, no, I, I would love to see Theodore play. Uh, he did get called up. Uh, you know, obviously, a, a lot of people who are paying attention to the goals believe uh, Brandon Montour deserves a call up. He's, you know, sixth in AHL scoring right now, top for a defenseman, uh, second in, in, in rookie scoring in the AHL, which is just an amazing season by him so far. And he's right handed. So, you know, all the guys we have on the fringe in, in Holzer and Manson. And I, you know, I guess even BX are all right-handed, so you'd expect him to come up if they were looking to play somebody. So, I, I mean, as much as I'd love to to th- see Theodore uh, play this week, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's a realistic chance of him playing with him being the eighth healthy defenseman in the lineup. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's what some people uh, said too when I put the posting today. Is they said, "Well, Theodore's coming back up, but you know, he goes back down within you know two or three days." So. I don't know if he'll work himself into the lineup either. You know, I, I think the one that'll get sent down next is probably going to be Richie Eddie. Uh, I, you know, I think uh, Thompson comes up. You know, uh, Richie goes back down. Sekatch comes back as well, and I, I think maybe they give Sekatch a chance on that second line. Um, you know, unless they wanted to try Maroon, I don't know. I, I don't see them really doing that. But they're going to really have to figure out, you know, the, the second line because uh, it, it's it's been an issue and i know there's been a couple games you've seen silverberg on the fourth line and then stewart on the second line that's happened a couple times too so i think you, you may see some more shuffling between those two lines Eddie, the second and the fourth yeah you know that's for sure i mean secondary scoring is key obviously um hopefully that first line will keep rolling and that'll be an advantage but you can't rely on them on, on every game to score points and you, know, you also can't rely on that third line to, to, to chip in when they're not firing so you know, with Kessler and Silverberg, we had high hopes from this season, and they've been struggling. So putting a guy in that line that could hopefully you know spark them and, and get them going is probably the the pressing issue for the Ducks right now. And you know, hopefully Setcatch comes back soon. We can put him on that lineup. We don't have to worry about this. We don't have to talk about it again. You know, they start scoring goals, but you know that's not for sure. And I think if that doesn't happen, you know, there, there's most likely going to be a trade, but probably closer to the trade deadline, which you know by then it might be too late. Yeah, and that's the that's the worry with a lot of people. You know, we we talked about in the beginning uh, the first ten games. Obviously, that was early in the season. Don't be concerned. And you know, now we're looking at where we're at in the season, and the Ducks are playing better. That's for sure. They're they're definitely playing way better than they did the first ten games. I can tell you that much right now. But I mean, this is looking you know the way it is right now. Unless they catch some serious fire and go, go on a tear. Uh, you know, they're looking at trying to get to that eighth spot, really, uh, you know, or, or I mean, the way the way the thing's set up now would be technically the third spot in the Pacific. But, um, you know, it, it's it's going to be hard, Eddie. Uh, it, it's going to be tough right now. You know, we've got these three games coming up at home. Um, we've got Vancouver, who is right ahead of us by four points. So it's a big four-point game. Then we've got Tampa Bay, who you know smoked us five nothing. This will be the second game, um, you know, and thankfully the the last time we'll play them this year. But um, you know, it's not going to get any easier. We have San Jose, who's in second place. They're only a point behind the Kings. So this week we've got three huge games. Two of them against our own division opponents. You know, obviously we we've, we've been able to beat San Jose. We you know lost the uh, the opener in a close one, and then you know hung on for that shutout victory too. So. I would like to see the Ducks win two out of these three uh, this week. I, I really hope that they would beat Vancouver and San Jose because those are the four-point swing games. Um, Tampa Bay, I, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's Tampa Bay. For some reason, they can't score goals, Eddie, but they can score them against us. So it's going to be an interesting week. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, and, and you know, Vancouver is struggling right now. They're 3-4-3 they're and three in their last 10. I mean, we're not any better, but um, that's an important game for the battle for the wildcard spot right now. There's two central teams sitting in there, and, I mean, for most people, that's what they expect to finish with five central teams making in the Pacific Division. So, like you said, you got to fight for that final spot, which uh, Arizona's holding down right now. And, you know, two two big games against teams just holding down, uh, you know, spots, not by a lot of points either um, in that Pacific Division in, in San Jose and Vancouver. And obviously San Jose has been playing excellent excellent of late, and they've been playing great on the road uh, on the season. So it's going to be tough for, for them to come in. And, you know, usually you expect, you know, you're at home, it's going to be an easier game. But, you know, San Jose has been, been great on the road. So I think you got to get off to a good start um, with this uh, game against Vancouver. Um, then, you know, hopefully with, with Tampa coming into town that uh, you can you know, not have a game like last game. I mean, they're still struggling. I mean, they did, you know, put five passes, but they're still a team that's struggling, you know, compared to their expectations at the beginning of the season. And you know, then you got to go into San Jose. But like you said, those those two games against Pacific Division teams are, are definitely a lot more important. Yeah, and I think uh, if we talk about this team and what they need to do, I, I you know, the the penalty kill is still number one in the league. Uh, at 87 percent the power play has actually been better you know they were they were 20 percent until the last game now they're at 19.1 which was better because if you remember early in the season they weren't even they weren't even close to uh, double digits at 10 percent they were like four or five percent so the power play has come on too so it seems like the special teams for the ducks has done a lot better but it seems that it kind of switched now it seems like the five on five it it, it just depends it, it's been still pretty good but uh, the two concerns I have is, is one, getting down um, by multiple goals. Obviously, we saw them come back and beat Calgary. But as you had pointed out, Calgary, you know, isn't exactly, you know, the, the most difficult team. Um, but they have trouble with that. It, it's not like last year when we had all those, you know, 24 comeback wins. Uh, and, and we knew each game when the Ducks got down by a goal or two going into the third period that, you know, the third period was ours and that we were going to be able to win. And now this year it's it's like, okay, we get down by a couple, you know, are we going to be screwed for lack of a better term or, or are we actually going to, you know, try and come back? But I think another issue, a bigger, bigger issue, Eddie, and I think you'll agree with me, is this game against Chicago. And not just that of Chicago, but you have a two-goal lead with two minutes to go. You cannot lose that game against anybody. I don't care if it's Carolina. I don't care if it's the Kings. You can't lose a game up to nothing with two minutes to go, uh, for whatever reason. You know, you want to blame Getzloff for the penalty, blame him, whatever. I, I don't really care. I, in general, they can't lose those kind of games, and that's the stuff that happened to them in games six and seven against Chicago last year and against the Kings. Um, you know, even well, even game one against the Kings two years ago, we saw that happen. So I think that's part of the problem, too, is, is not just getting down, but they get a lead. And we've seen this, uh, you know, we saw it against the San Jose. I mean, we, we ended up winning that game and, and shutting them out. But San Jose had tremendous pressure at the end of that game. And you're just playing with fire, Eddie, when you're ahead by one or two goals and, and you try and go on this total defensive shell in the last five minutes of a game. Yeah, and, and you know, there's two games uh, out of the games that we've discussed so far that you know they really should have won. They, they they should have won that Nashville game. I mean, I think we all agree that that if Rene doesn't have the game that he does, they win that game. And 
like you said, it, uh, I tweeted up at the end of the game. I'm like, it, it's a joke that they didn't win this game. They were up two nothing with two minutes to go. You, you know, a lot of times you expect to win that game. I mean, recently, uh, a couple games ago, uh, Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota was up three nothing going to the third period. I mean, rarely do you lose games going up three nothing in the third period. They end up losing in overtime to Dallas four three. This, in my opinion, I know it's a little biased because it's a duck. This is worse. Two minutes to go, up two nothing. You, you like you said, you can't lose this game. And, and the fact that they they could be at five hundred right now if if they had won those two games, it's just frustrating. And you no, know, like you said, the power play's been better. The penalty kill has still been great. And you know they they've just got to get it going. I think mentally, the, this team's at at a state that if they, if they don't fix it soon, they they're going to dig themselves too big of a hole to get out of. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a big, you know, I, I think these games all in December coming up are going to be huge. Uh, the Ducks have really got to gain some ground, especially against the teams in their division. Because like we said, I mean, you look at those teams, um, I mean, even the Kings, okay, even with them playing, you know, as well as they have been, they're only eight points ahead of the Ducks. And I say only because that's four wins. You know, we've played roughly a fourth of the season right now. You know, a lot of teams have played 23, 24 games. So the Ducks aren't out of it. They can easily make that spot to get to third. Because uh, like we talked about, the wild card is going to be kind of tough with the Central Division. You know, they're only six points behind Arizona. But like you said, if we would have won that game against Nashville, we would have won that game against Chicago, we'd be sitting at 25 points and only be two points out. Which, you know, I don't want to shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, you know, or actually it would have been 24 points. I'm sorry. Cause we did get a point against Chicago, but, um, the ducks need to close out these games and, um, and that's just plain and simple. And I, and I think that, uh, that there is some concern, you know, I, I mean, I still believe in this team and I still think that they can make the playoffs for sure. And I think, uh, Thompson coming back, uh, Dupree, whenever he comes back and Sekach coming back, is all going to give the team a lift. And I think Gibson's coming and help out very well. And I think uh, when Freddie comes back, he'll be fine too. But I, I think this is going to be a season, Eddie, where we're going to be holding on to our, our, you know, the handle of your seat. Uh, probably, maybe, unfortunately, till you know the beginning of April, right before the playoffs come. You know, um, that's what some other teams are dealing with. Uh, their fans were dealing with last year, and I think this year it's our turn. We're going to be holding on tight to the seat rail until uh, come April. Yeah, and, and you know one of the issues too is you look at uh, the the reason that they've been uh, Pacific Division champions the, the last three years is because of their play against uh, Pacific Division teams. I mean they they were unstoppable against pretty much every team against uh, other than San Jose. I mean they've been they've been dominant against the Kings. The, you know Arizona obviously were no shows until this season. Edmonton, Calgary, but they were they were good against all Pacific Division teams. And then you look this year. They're two, three, and three. You know, zero oh, and three against Arizona. Um, you know, to, to their credit, they are seven and one against Pacific Division teams, which is outstanding for them. But I mean, th- these are games you have to win, and 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 you're fighting with Arizona now for that final spot, and you've lost three games to them. I mean, you got to pick up points somewhere, and, and and losing all three of those games, you know, those are valuable points that that are going to matter later in the season. You know, they don't show up now. We look at it and say, oh, they're only you know f- six points back at Arizona, but. You don't have any more, really, that many more games against them to make up points. You got to hope that they lose games and and you win games, which you know those the, the important games are, are behind you now. So you got to hope for some good luck. And you know we got, like I said, we got the game against Vancouver coming up and and San Jose, and, and you know these are games you got to win. It if they lose both of these games, they end up being 
you know, two, five, and three against Pacific Division teams, which is just a terrible start to the season against you know teams in your own division. Yeah, you're right, and then, like we said, big points, big big points, uh, four point games, and the Ducks. If the Ducks are going to make it um, into the playoffs, and and you know they're going to have success, they're going to have to win these four point games in regulation because. The other issue we didn't touch on, Eddie, is the three. On, well, we did a little bit earlier, but is the three on three. Um, that Ducks have not figured that out. Uh, you know, they were the kings of the shootout last year, and uh, Silverberg was the king of that too. But now that they've had to play this three on three, I, I, they got to figure it out because um, you know they've just been getting burned too many times uh, in these overtime sessions. And, and a lot of times it's just due to some lazy plays. Obviously, we all remember the, the Getzloff back pass to Bodker, and you know he gets a breakaway. But you know, three on three is usually exciting. You watch you watch the Ducks go into it, and, and sometimes it's just all you know all play for the other team, and, and they don't really seem to to want to go out there and, and play with a lot of energy. And you know, we got some you know some of the fastest players in the league, and, and Coglano and Haglin, and, and these are guys you'd expect to ex- excel in this, and. We just haven't had, you know, the, the success we ex- expected, and obviously missing the, not being able to go to the shootout as often is hurting the Ducks. But you can't use that as an as an excuse. And you know, with the skill that they have, and you know, you would you would bet on Getzlaf, Perry, and, and and Fowler against almost any top three in the league. And the fact that they haven't been able to find some some success is, you know, I guess comes down to coaching in in, in a way. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I mean, it looks, you know, that's been a you know a hot topic, obviously, the whole season about uh, Boudreaux as well. And uh, as far as I've heard, there's been nothing as, you know, uh, what's going to happen with him and his situation seems like they're pretty well put on, on keeping him where he's at. Um, you know, and it comes down to the players. Eddie. Players got to play. And that's what's going on. It, it seems like the Ducks have, have turned a corner, but it, it, it seems like they – just can't quite get all the way around it, you know. And I, I'm really, I'm, I'm thinking that they will, but it's going to be a question of when, uh, and that's what you know we're going to see. And I think this week and the next coming weeks, we'll we'll see how they, you know, do. They, like we said, done better on special teams. Um, they've been scoring more goals finally, um, uh, and it's all been positive in, in that sense. But you know, as we've said, it's it's like they they take a step forward and they take a step you know back or a couple back. It's they they have a great you know game where they win and then you know they get blown out by Tampa Bay. So um, if, if the Ducks can win, you know, two of these games this week, uh, obviously against the Pacific Division opponents, but if they can actually beat Tampa Bay too and and win all three, I'd be like super impressed and ecstatic. Yeah, and, and you got to win all three to get back to 500. I mean, that that's a realistic point right now. Is you you got to win these next three games to get to 11, 11, and five, and you know that you're still not. That's not a great point, but that's a start. And again, <laughs> we talked about this in the beginning of the season. We had to win five to get back to 500, and, and then they did win five games in a row, and then they followed that up with losing three games in a row. And it's it, it, honestly it's just all, it's all about consistency and, and finding their play. Like we said, the forecheck's been better. Power play's been been getting a little bit better uh, lately. Penalty kill's still great. You know they they've just got to work out the, the you know the mental aspect of their game and and get some scoring. I, I mean it's been the issue this season, and, and I guess something we really didn't expect was was the Ducks were gonna have issues scoring goals. But I mean you know, you look at L A. They're top of the Pacific Division, and they don't score a ton of goals either. You know they they keep the puck out of their net pretty you know pretty well, but. 
you don't have to score 80 goals, you know, to this point in the season to to, to be first in, in the Pacific Division. Uh, I mean, they just got to find ways to, to to win games differently, and and I mean that's that's the point that they're at right now in this this so, so far in the season. Yeah, I agree, Eddie, and that and that's what they're going to have to do. You know, coming up, and you know, we'll keep updated on all that uh, that happens in the next uh, a week or so, and hopefully, we'll be, you know, Eddie and I are finishing up and have a bunch of finals and stuff, but hopefully, we'll be doing the shows each week. Uh, and try and get some more of those post-game shows, too. Uh, we both just had hectic schedules, unfortunately. But we'll announce when those come up as well. Um, and we also still have the uh, most of the T-shirts up. If you didn't hear, I uh, had a little bit of an issue with the NHL. They, um, uh, you know, twi- twice now have uh, been concerned about some of the shirts that I wear because there's an issue using player nicknames, which I'm, I'm working on. And uh, hopefully I'll have an update on that. But if you go on the uh, store website, uh dnphockey.com all the other shirts are still up there there's just a couple the uh, the Perry one and the Vatten one that I've taken down just uh, for now and the time being while I get it worked out so that's been kind of the only uh, other update really um, as far as the blog and, and whatnot but we're still uh, covering everything and uh, keep trying to do more and more new stuff some of the reviews we've added uh, you know more things to them as far as like key stats or key moments of the game and whatnot so look for that and we always appreciate the suggestions that you guys give us and the support, and we'll be back in a week, and let's go Ducks.